A very happy new year, one and all. Welcome to the very first episode of the Dawson D Show for 2024, and we're going to start the year off with an absolute bang. Our guest today is one of Australia's best magicians and is an up-and-comer on the world stage at just 24 years old. He is an absolute entertainer and ready to truly impress you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Lucas Kagaki. Lucas is about to share with you his incredible 10-year rise to becoming a full-time magician. You're going to hear all about the lifestyle, which includes the crazy amounts of events, private shows, nightclubs, and many more, plus the various different audiences Lucas performs for. We get a glimpse into the different types of tricks, what sleight of hand is, the psychology behind it, but most importantly, the showmanship and performance that is the key to any good magician. Plus, we debut our brand new segment, What's in the Golf Box, with a hilarious story Lucas shares. Now, as a bonus treat, Lucas absolutely wowed us by doing a routine of tricks for us, which has to be seen to be believed. We have absolutely no idea how they're humanly possible, but you can watch a full show right now on YouTube and see for yourself. All right, everybody, let's kick the year off with a bang. Hit that subscribe button and get ready to be blown away by the magnificent Lucas Kogaki. I must say, man. I was a magic fanatic oh, when yeah, I was a kid. Absolutely. I love magic. So to be sitting next to Lucas Korgaki on the Dawson D show is uh, a big thrill for us. Welcome, mate. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, boys. Did I, I got that all right, didn't I? Yeah. Awesome. You nailed it, Doss. Well yeah. done. Mate, we're so excited to speak with you today. We can't wait to dive into your world, but not just a magician. We, I reckon we've got the best in the country sitting alongside us right now. Mate, firstly, how long have you been doing it? Because you were telling us off air. It's quite unbelievable. Yes, yeah, so I started when I was 14. I've just turned 24, so just, like, just under 10 years now. Wow. And this is the thing that blew my mind and... The question to you was like, are you doing this full time, are you? Yeah, I'm doing this full time. I'm traveling all over the country. So I'm doing close to 20 events a normal month. And then this month I've got 43 events. November I had close to 30. So it's, yeah, it's pretty busy. It's nuts. So when you say you started at 14, are you started actually performing and getting paid for it at 14? Or are you just, or are, you, are you learning how to perform at that? So I started learning magic at 14. Gotcha. So okay. that's when I first sort of got exposed to magic and learned my first few tricks. Yep. From there, it, I sort of branched out showing friends and family. And after a couple of weeks of that, I was like, all right, I'll take the cards to school. I'm like, this is going to go one of two ways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Like they're either going to beat the shit out of me <laughs> or they're going to love it. But luckily they loved it. Everyone's screaming, running away. Oh my God, how'd you do that? Show this guy, show that guy. A couple of days of doing that. One day I didn't take any cards or anything to school and somebody's like, show me a trick. I go, I can't. I go, didn't bring anything. They go, why? I go, I don't know. I just didn't bring it. And they go, but we want to see magic. So since that day, I've never left the house without a deck of cards. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere you go. Everywhere I go. Well, it's your business card. Well, it is really. You never know who you're going to run into because magic's probably one of the only industries when somebody finds out your job, they ask you to do your job. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. you know, if you're a comedian, they're not really going to say, tell me a joke. Or if you're a doctor, they're not going to say, well, look, my foot's a bit sore. Can you diagnose me? As soon as you say I'm a magician, show me. Yeah. So it's like you've always got to be ready. So can you remember the, the first video or book you might have read, the, the first influence? Oh, absolutely. So the first trick that I ever saw was on YouTube. It was an interactive trick, like one that you do through the screen. It was 4 a.m. I was in bed, had school the next day, should have been asleep. I was down the rabbit hole of YouTube and I see interactive card trick works through a screen, whatever, clicked on it. And it was this guy held up five cards and he goes, think of one of them. Okay, yep, whatever, thinking of one. Takes it out. Sorry, takes one card out, turns them back around and goes, your card's gone. And I was like, whoa, how the hell does that work? I'm thinking, well, if you were here, maybe you'd look at my eyes, but this is yeah. through a screen. This doesn't make any sense. 
So that was the first trick I saw. And then I'm scrolling through the comments. I'm like, surely somebody's put the answer. Nothing. Fast forward a week. I'm at school in the library doing, I don't know, some, was it English or history? I was doing something. And I was looking for a book and I stumbled across 101 self-working card tricks. So I was curious. I took it off the shelf. I borrowed it, started reading. Halfway through the book, that trick's in the book. Oh. And I was like, wow. Crazy. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like it was <laughs> oh, so, so basic. So Can you reveal simple. it to us? Can't no. No, like, so that one. Okay, that. yeah, that's right. But it was um it was so simple, but I was taken aback how something so simple caused me such a profound reaction. Wow. And that it interested me so much that I was like, all right, let's keep doing this. And it just sort of snowballed from there and never stopped. So mm. you are you somebody that needs to know the answer to everything? Is that you or is it like what really draws you into it? Is it knowing the trick or is it the art of performing or surprising or honestly it's seeing people react yeah okay like when i was younger maybe more so i was interested in learning everything you can learn about magic and deception and understanding how people think now so i more am drawn to the psychology of it how people think why people think a certain way how gotcha. to make somebody think what you want them to think but honestly it's the reaction it's like i was asked this question at an event the other day they go don't you get bored of doing the same trick over and over again and i'm like you should but I don't because everyone has a different reaction. It's like it's different every single time. So like that's my drug, seeing everybody just like scream and react. And is it because I remember? So I saw David Copperfield in Vegas, and I saw I think I saw in Australia Cosentino yep. as well. But Copper Copperfield, when I that actually scared me. So have you ever had those types of reactions where people are actually like? Oh yeah, a no, bit I've had terrified. I've had every reaction under the sun. I've had people cry, scream, run away, no reaction at all. I've had somebody faint. Like I've. Had everything. Yeah. So uh, do you define yourself as a magician or an illusionist? And what are the difference between the two? I'm a magician. Yeah. Illusionists, I would say, are like the people on the stage with the, the smoke, the mirrors, the props. Uh, illusion technically is just a trick of the eye. Okay. What I do is, is psychology, sleight of hand. It's sort of mixing those yes. two together to create the feeling of magic. Okay. Yeah. So like definitely not an illusionist. Right. And then... When we're talking like you're learning your first couple of tricks, when do you start actually gathering like a real good handbook that you that you can actually go to school? Like did you start with one trick and then two tricks and three tricks or and how long did it take you to get <laughs> no partner bag full of tricks? Yeah. I don't I was always I'm 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 impatient. Yeah. So like I would learn like like five at a time and then just go do them. And then I would learn another five and go do them. Like I don't think there was any sort of set timing in it it was sort of just like all right learn a new trick get it to a point where it's good and then did you make mistakes when oh yeah when i was starting yeah. absolutely all the time but like that's that's how you learn yeah like you make your mistakes and you get embarrassed and you say never gonna do that again yeah and you work on it and you get better and you just progress and, and that's about it mm. so i don't know how much you can say but you say like sleight of hand so as part of it like you like maintaining eye contact with somebody and then quickly doing something with your hands like, yeah on, on a like that's the bare bones of it. Sure. Obviously, yeah. it's more nuanced than that. Of course, yeah. Like that's more misdirection. Slide. So of that's hand. all part of it. It's all. Oh, there's like. It's, it's like not an, just what's in front of you. You're doing little things that we don't even pick up on. Hundred yeah. percent. It's like an onion. There's so many layers <laughs> yeah. of of things that go into just maybe, in 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 your eyes, a very simple trick. There's a million things going on in the background, right? Like, and that's not even in terms of the sleight of hand. It could just be a certain word that I use at a certain time, or the way I look at you, or the, like. It, the way I function, especially when I'm performing, it's very calculated in a way to make you have the best experience possible. Right. Has it like excelled your, uh, take magic out of it, has it excelled your life in a different way? I'm, I'm assuming like psychologically now you're 
probably um, for one, you're probably a really fast learner, and two, like I don't know, I don't want to say you're not a mind reader, but has it helped you in just everyday living? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Like I, I think people always like ask me, oh, do you have a gift? Like, I, no, I don't have a gift. Like, I'm not a wizard. Not yet, at least. Uh, but I'm not a wizard, but I think naturally I just have a knack for sort of reading a room and understanding people. And I think having interacted with so many people over the last 10 years, like obviously the more you do it, the better you get at yeah. it. So I can sort of walk into any room or, or so, so social situation now and, and be really good and understand what's appropriate, what's not, how, how to sort of interact with a certain person to mm. give them the best experience or even just have a conversation with this person that they'll enjoy. So I think reading people and acclimatizing to a certain environment, I'm very naturally good at that now. Mm. I'd hate to be a, a young single man in a, in a house party and you're doing <laughs> all right and then Lucas walks in and just just takes all the attention away and yeah. just cleans house. Wouldn't that be nice? Sp- that's just a charming personality in the blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Before the cars even come out. He's, he's absolutely <laughs> spot on. So when was the first time that you actually performed for like you got re- remunerated, remunerated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got paid to do what you do? Uh, would have been 15, 16. Wow, so it, pretty quick. Yeah. And, like, and what was that gig? Like? So it was, uh, I played soccer growing up okay. and the school soccer team, it was the, the coach. He was like a subcontractor to the school. It was his, uh, his daughter's christening or his son's christening. And I just, he goes, Lucas, like, you know what? We love what you do. Like, can you just come do the show for us? So that was the first time I ever got paid magic so it was, it was wow. good yeah who, who are some of your bigger inspirations i guess because because you i'm sure and you can tell us are you constantly for one learning more and more or are you now happy with where you're at and then where did you learn from who were your inspirations so i'm not actively learning every day now only because i've sort of i've built this character and this character is who he is and there's only a certain amount of material that fits this criteria and I have a very strict criteria of what would go into my repertoire but every time something new comes up or if I have a new idea 100% working on it until I get it to a point where it can go into mm. the repertoire when I was younger I would learn everything yeah. but I think that helped like it helped me understand what I liked what I didn't like what suited me what didn't suit me I'd say my biggest inspirations Darren Brown and David Blaine, David oh, Blaine. two yeah, different yeah. reasons David Blaine like is the godfather of close-up magic. Like he's the one that really made it cool and he took it to the street and he, he, he made it less cliche. Devin Brown, in my eyes, the best performer I've ever seen. That guy on stage is phenomenal. Like I, I've watched his shows, the same show a thousand times and I'm entertained every single time. And he does more of the psychological stuff. So he's really big in the UK. So it's it's mind reading, hypnosis, but it's sort of like a blurred line between magic and and hypnosis. But it's so interesting. When you say that, I almost think of like a stand-up comic that each year when they go on tour, they'll come up with like a set list, like even like a, a traveling band or musician, like you get a set list and this is kind of what they're going to play or what they're gonna, what their jokes are going to be. Are you quite similar? Like do you go to events, you said to us, okay, you've done 43 events this month or are going to do oh, 43 yeah, events. Yeah, 43 total this month. I'm mostly done now. I think there's like seven. <laughs> Which yeah. is absolutely it's a lot of Christmas parties. He said, he said yeah. four a day sometimes. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah, crazy. Yeah, about a couple of four a days. They've been, they've been big. We'll get into them shortly. But when, you, like, when you're doing, constantly churning all this out, is it almost like you've almost got like a, like a routine, a set routine, same tricks, like you know to a T what you're going to do? And yeah, then for the most part, I have a set routine. Yeah. Um, but like I said, back to like that social situation, I can tell whether somebody's going to enjoy that routine or maybe they'll like something different that I can offer. Like, so I sort of gauge somebody within the first couple of 
minutes of meeting them and then I can say, all right, well, are we going to stick to the routine that works for 90% of people or are we going to take it a different route? So I think that helps because there's no point just going through the motions. Sure. Like you've got to give somebody a tailored experience, something that they're going to enjoy. Like I know some people will really enjoy psychological stuff more than they will sleight of hand yeah. and vice versa. Some people just don't want to sit there too long and watch it, but they want to be entertained quickly. So you can do just really short visual stuff that will get them going. Mm. So it's it's a guessing game, but also like when you've done it for so long, you sort of understand who's going to enjoy what type of material. But for the most part, yeah, I've sort of got a routine that I go through and that's like what I've accumulated over the last 10 years and I've refined and I know works best for most people. You know, like you can, you love your footy. We talked about the Tigers, yep. you go for the Tigers. You, you pitch a Koch, you know, like he's sliding into your DMs of late, <laughs> yeah. like you told us, and he loves what you do. But Koch goes, grand final day, he's got his footy bag packed. He's, he knows he's got his boots, his mouth guard. I'm sure they provide the socks and whatever. And he's got whatever else he needs in his bag and he goes to the ground. When you go to an event, let's say you're, let's say you're, you're doing some roaming, roving entertainment at, you know, a 500 person event. What, Bat, what is in your bag yeah. or do you simply just bring a deck of cards? So I actually don't have a bag. I have like back to that character that I've yeah. built. The character is me. It's just me times 10, right? Yeah, okay. But there's very strict criteria. Like I will never walk in with a bag. For me or a table or like that. that's just – I'm invading somebody's space with such a big object. I hate that. Is that kind of outdated? That, when I think Look, that, that feels like 90s kind of – I'm not going to okay. tell anybody what to do or not to do. <laughs> For me, that doesn't work. Yeah, okay. I think – like for me, my criteria is I walk in in my suit. It's slim. I haven't got shit bulging out of pockets and that's it. The amount of events I've walked into, they go, where are your stuff? And I'm like, I am the stuff. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I, like go, that too. Like I had one that was like real, like I had this one client that was really stressed. She's like, okay. And I walk in, I do it. She's like, oh my God, Lucas, I had to tell you, like when you first walked in, I was, I was like, who did I hire? Yeah. I was like, you didn't bring anything. But... If you're a magician, you don't need stuff. You are like you do yeah. the magic. You don't need props. You don't need bunnies. You don't need balls. You don't need <laughs> nothing. You you should be the one doing the magic, the tricks. You should be the the magic. Yeah. So, but yes, I I'm very OCD, especially at the, okay. when I'm going to an event. My routine is like stringent. Yeah. It's the same thing. Thirty minutes to get ready. Shower out of the shower. Get dressed into the suit. I know exactly where everything goes in which pockets. They go straight in, cologne, in the car, off I chill. Mate, you said the word cologne. I, I, I've got to say. <laughs> it smells great, doesn't it? You smell unbelievable. Look, part of the character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love that. Tell us about the types of events you've done. So what, what's some that stick out in your mind in terms of either they're wacky or they're huge or they're different types of crowds? Give us a bit of a range I of who you've done. I've done everything. Okay. Like I've gone, I've done one funeral. What? Yeah, oh. and that's recently. That was like, what, that was interesting. Wake or funeral? Uh, it was the funeral. Oh, it was the wake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was after the funeral. It wasn't that? Yeah, yeah. I was, no, no, I wasn't yeah, yeah. You went next. To, you went yeah. next to the coffin. No, you know, no, 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 no. I think of a, a re- have you seen Arrested Development? Have you seen that no. show? Oh, I don't think so. Don't worry. Don't worry. Keep, but anyway, take off air. But like, you know what? To be fair to them, it was cool because it was a celebration of life. Yeah, and this guy loved magic, and he just they just wanted cool. everybody to enjoy, yeah. enjoy it. So, and nobody was really sitting there crying. I felt uncomfortable at the start, but once I realized everyone was there to just enjoy and celebrate this person's life. I was, I was cool with that. Special. Yeah. But it felt like really, you know, important for me to make sure that I did a good job there because it's, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's an honour. It's an, it's an honour, but it's also a very, it's a milestone and something that they're never going to really forget. Mm. So I had to make sure that I, you know, showed up. Which I always do. But then I've done like huge gala events. I've done celebrity events. Like I've been flown interstate for celebrity weddings. I've done, wow. I've done a PM's birthday. Um, How cool. But then I've also done, you know, just, 
Nan's 80th down the street. And <laughs> I've, I've, I've done, I've done <laughs> everything, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe let's not talk about Joan's 80th, but maybe going back to a couple <laughs> of those celebrity events, like are you, are you allowed to speak about who you've worked for or some of the bigger names that you've you've yeah, worked like with? And Two weeks ago, I was, I just, I was flown to Adelaide for um, Kayla Itzinez's wedding. Okay. Now, she's like huge on Instagram, like 16 and a bit million followers, wow. like big fitness influencer. Um, I've done events for Kyrgios. I've done basically half a of, lot the, of athletes. Like half of the AFL I've done. I've, I can see that you're talking too long. I don't want to toot my own horn too long. Yeah. My head's big No, enough. mate, this is what this platform's for yeah. and we love hearing it. But, yeah. you know, like I've done, I've done heaps of big celebrities. Like, so I used to work in the nightclubs as well and when they had uh, artists come in, I'd always get sort of 10, 15 minutes to go spend with them and get some content. So Well, you mentioned Sam Newman. So yeah, he was done, a guest done, on done Sammy's, Sammy's podcast. podcast. Yeah, so like, Sam's an absolute gentleman. I met him a few years ago at an event and then obviously did the podcast with him and Don. And then, um, you know, see him every now and again because I, I do some work with his son, Jack. But yeah, it's awesome. When you say nightclubs, what, what like, you mean on the floor going around or you're on stage? Like? No, no, no. So I think, I like, to be fair, I, I basically got my start in nightclubs. Yeah. Like, when I was 18, I would go to clubs not paid to be there. I would just go with a deck of cards and I would walk up to everybody and just be like, pick a card. Take so you're just, uh, just as a patron, like you're just yeah, going. Yeah, as a patron. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but they don't know that. But like, well, Yeah, but I don't think it, it mattered. Like yeah. I, for me, it was just like, let's show everyone. Yeah. yeah. And when I was 18, it was like, let's do it for anyone who wants to watch. And that was the best thing I could have done because it got my name out there and people started being like, oh my God, that's the magician from the clubs and, and this. And then from there, like I'd get uh, events and then I built up my network from there. So I think that was like the catalyst for me really starting and, and building a name and a profile for myself. Yeah. But yeah, I started, maybe I stopped the club six months ago. Just the late nights got too much with, with everything else going on in my life. But it was, it was fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you ever get bullied at all, like growing up enjoying magic? Because like I, 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 I think it's more of a movie thing. You see it in movie, uh, maybe I, I'm trying to think, but I'm just picturing someone who likes something that's different, that's a bit alternative that's looked at as it's not typically I – mean, you played soccer, so it's not mm. like you were only doing magic. But did nah. you ever get looked at and bullied? Look, or? When I, in school, I was, I was bullied a little bit, probably no, nowhere near as much as some kids are. But I don't think it was because of the magic. Like I, I just think when I was like 14, 15, 16, I was just in a bit of an awkward phase in my life and I was sort of a bit lost, didn't know where I was going and I was always very enthusiastic. I would maybe ask too many questions. But these are now traits that are like so valuable to me and I'm so glad that I never like let – People get into my head yeah. about that, but I've always been really strong-willed. Like people have said heaps of heaps of stuff, and I couldn't care. Like I just do what I want to do. I know that if the people around me find it acceptable and think it's right, what's anyone else's opinion matter? It was funny. I did an event uh, two nights ago, and I bumped into a kid from school, and he was a year above. And hey, we get chatting. How are you going, mate? Yeah, good yourself. And he goes, dude, like, I just want to tell you, like, when, I, when we were in school and you started your Facebook page for the first time and you're posting videos, like, we were all looking at you laughing, like, what's this kid doing? He goes, now, he goes, dude, I'm so sorry for that because unbelievable what you've accomplished now. Like, and for me, I didn't know they were laughing, but I couldn't, yeah. I don't think even if I knew I would have changed anything, like, I, I didn't care. Yeah. Mm. I just did what I wanted to do and I knew that I enjoyed it. And for me, that's, that's paramount. That's all that really is important. Well, sort of adding on to that question, like when when do you decide you want to take it full time? Yeah. And and were you discouraged from, I don't know, teachers, family, friends to you know pursue an, a normal mm. career? And if if it wasn't magic, what was your kind of backup? I never had a backup. Yeah, and which I, think, I love hearing. Yeah, and I think that was paramount because if you have a backup, sometimes it's very easy to just say, okay, well things maybe aren't going my way. Let's fall back on it. Yeah, I was, I don't want to say discouraged. 
I think that's maybe too strong of a word, but I was cautioned. I remember I was in math in year 11 and I was like shuffling my cards or whatever. And this teacher, he pulls me aside, he keeps me under the class and, and I'll never forget this comment. He goes, Lucas, you're never going to get anywhere in life by shuffling cards all day. I'm on the Doss and D podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> That's the best compliment we've ever yeah, received. I actually yeah. think it has. But so that was like, like, I would have comments like that, but in my head, I'm like, what do you know? You know, and that's and I think that's young ignorance at some point yeah. and a little bit of like, you know, fire and spirit that sort of just pushes you through those comments. But also, like, my parents sent me to a private school, mm-hmm. spent nearly half a million dollars on my education. I told them I wanted to do card tricks for a living. <laughs> 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 yeah. A Greek family. Oh, ooh. so there were a lot of late night conversations at the start, like, because I went to uni for well, three months doing exercise and sports science and sports management. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been the, there. The most done degree in the history uh, of, talking like, about of people who don't know what they want to do. Basic white boys. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. They're kind of like sport. Yeah. 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 Like, dude, I play soccer. This is the best thing yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be at Liverpool in a few yeah, years. Exactly yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, there's no work. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. But um, so, yeah, I did that for three months. And then I told my parents I deferred, but I dropped out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cheeky. Yeah, well, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Yeah. Long story short, uh, that first year, I, obviously you're not that busy. Like you, you do events here and there, and I've sort of I was working casual jobs, mm-hmm. but then I got like a break. I'd say just before COVID, I think it was 2019. Uh, I was on retainer with this company called QMS. They do like all the billboards. Like they've got yeah. Like I think they're the second biggest in Australia, and New Zealand in, in billboards, and they had done some star- some study on neuroscience and how like outdoor advertising affects the brain and retention and I had done a couple of their their events and the CEO goes Lucas like we want to do something with you so he calls me into his office for a meeting and he sort of runs me through the study and goes like how can we incorporate like what you do into this so I went back and I created like this whole act about how like outdoor advertising can impact your memory so like I was like influencing people's decisions with their billboards wow and they were right. yeah. So I then I was on retainer with them for three months. So they were flying me all over the country, like presenting to the media agencies, and that was like the first time I saw like some decent money in my life. I was like, this is mad. Yeah. Yeah. And then then COVID struck. Like I just sort of found my feet a little bit. I was getting some work. COVID struck. Two years of that, which honestly, like it sucked, but it sucked for everyone. So I wasn't I wasn't like too discouraged. Took a step back from magic, which was like the best thing I could have done. Okay. So I like put my feet into a couple of different areas, like into into movies, into books, and like really understanding storytelling and and understanding magic from a different perspective. And and that's so for me, I call magic the the lost sense. It's like because you know when you're experiencing magic, but you never like quantify it. It's like you're watching a Disney movie and you you feel that there's butterflies in your stomach and you don't know what it is, but it's magic. Like it's that feeling. So once I started learning. About that, I started put, putting that into my show. And then after COVID, it just blew up. Like everyone, my phone was ringing and Fantastic. everyone wanted me. So now, yeah, full time. It doesn't just like blow up though. Like that's, you you create content as well. Of course. So you're also, I'm sure part of your part of your job, like any job, if, any, if it's having your own business or you're a freelance type model, it's, you don't just go out there and you perform you you've got a lot of back-end work i'm sure that you have to do as well of course you got to do your, your seo you got to do your website you got to respond to your emails you got to do your your calendar there's there's a million things you got to do but at the end of the day like it's not that difficult for me because i'm only working maybe you know even if it's like six hours a day 
the rest of the day to get all that done. And most of it comes like Monday morning. Every, like all the corporates, especially like as soon as it comes to Monday, they send their emails, you respond to them and that's basically your back end for the week done. But other than that, it's, it's pretty, pretty crazy. Do you, ever, do you ever get scared that it might just vanish or drop off the face of the earth? Like all of a sudden events, oh, I don't know if it's events. Pandemic, but yeah. yeah, like do you ever get a fear of that? Say like sometimes you probably don't really think Look, about it. No, like I I do, but honestly, and like I don't want to sound like I have a big head. I'm very confident that even even if this all blows up and goes to shit, I'm gonna make it somewhere else in life. Yeah. I I just have that drive that I know that I can be successful in anything that I want to sort of pursue. Mm. So like. Look, if, if this all goes down the toilet, it goes down the toilet, but I'll, I'll like pull myself out. Like, yeah. I, I've read a lot of books on stoicism and like there's things in life you can control, there's things in life you can't control and if you can't control them, don't stress about them because what's the point? Mm. So that's one of those things. Like what's the point of stressing about something that you, ha- you have no control over anyway? Yeah, why trouble trouble and t- you know, wait until trouble troubles you, you know? Well, one of the best things I heard, it's like stress just means you get to experience displeasure twice. Like if you're going to do something that you don't want to do, you're going to have to experience that. But then you put all the stress and you like conflating this on top of that and you just experience double the amount of pain. Hmm. So it's like, why stress? Well, speaking of even content, I'm thinking it's probably not in the immediate future, but even one day, like 10 years down the line, and it's might more fall into the illusion category. But do you have ambitions to do some really big grand trick? I'm even thinking like a ridiculous, like whether it's a TV show or a YouTube series that straight away comes to my mind is people that lock themselves in a cage and they go underwater and they got to, you know, get the, find the key, blah, blah, blah. Do you have any ambition for any of that stuff? That stuff does no not interest, interest yeah. me at all. Like, okay. don't get me wrong, I've got my ambitions. Like, sort of the next two, three years, the plan is to hopefully step into some more TV work cool. and, and stuff like that. But for me, my sole love in magic is like, it's not about what I do. It's about the person I'm doing it for. Okay. That's more what I'm interested in. Like, And if you go through any of my content... Yeah, I'm doing the trick, but what people are interested in is the person's reaction or what they're experiencing because that's what's more important. Like that's what's more interesting to somebody who's viewing this and not experiencing it for themselves. Like how does this person feel about this? And if I can somehow find a way to make it about them and not myself. Like to be fair, David Blaine did that the best. Like he turned the camera around. Like prior to David Blaine, it was all on the magician. The camera was the magician. It was just about the tricks. But David's like, no, turn it around. It's about them. It's yeah. about what they experienced. And like he, he hit the nail on the head with that. And I'm 100% in that same category. Like it's about who you're doing it for rather than what you're doing. So what is TV work though? You said you want to step into TV work. What does that actually mean? Look, I'd love to have my own show at some okay. point. Um, look, I, I see that being a couple of years down sure. the line. But I've always said like magic is the gateway. Like I would love to be more of a personality. Yeah. Like I'd love to have my hand in a few different parts, whether that's like hosting and cool. or, yeah. you know, talk shows or whatever it is. Like I feel like if I just stuck to magic, I might, you know, it might get monotonous, it might get tired. So I just want to get into the media world in maybe a different way. Yeah. Cause you seem like you're very charismatic Thank and, you. and I can see you actually being somewhat of a, a host or a presenter of some kind. Like you're not just, you don't just have, a pocket full of skills you've got much more than that i'm sure that was that something that you really worked and trained for as well like you don't just you don't just all of a sudden know how to do a few card tricks and then can hold yourself in a room full of 500 people like there's a lot of public speaking training and i'm sure preparing yourself you know getting through nerves and things like that yeah 
when I was, oh, what would I say, 16, 15 maybe, my, one of my aunties, she pulls me aside at like a family function. She goes, Lucas, she goes, you're so one-dimensional. I go, what do you mean? She goes, all you do is the cards. All you do is talk about magic. She goes, there needs to be more to that. And like, I will never forget that comment because it, she was so right. Like for me, I want magic to be maybe the least interesting thing about me. Now, I know that's never going to happen, but if I can make myself as interesting as I can be without having the, the tricks to rely on, then obviously like the rest of the show and the experience is going to get better. Like I pride myself on be, being able to entertain a room without having to do any tricks. Like I think for me, like that's always in the forefront of my mind. Like, all right, be entertaining, be entertaining, but don't do it solely based on the tricks that you can do. Yeah. Because anybody can do tricks. It's about who's doing them, how they're doing them, what the experience is. Well, there's part of it would be improv. Like when you watch mm. a really good comedian, right? Like we love Ricky Gervais. Oh, so do I. You, Unreal. You look at the way he works or, or even um, uh, Jimmy Carr, right? Yeah. Jimmy Carr interacts with his audience and a lot of it is very improv. Like it's, it's not yeah, just – he doesn't have a set list of jokes. Mm. Yes, he would have some structure, but I'm sure when you're performing in front of a crowd, when someone's wearing a certain colour or you notice a, a mannerism or you pick up on that. Oh, of course. And like that's what I pride myself on, being entertaining like without the tricks. Like especially when people make a comment or this and that and just being able to like play off them and have that friendly banter and, and that back and forth. That's what makes it more fun and enjoyable and, that, and, and memorable for them because they're like, like he, he was a funny magician or he was good. Like, you know what, like I'll, I'll pay that. You can't just do the tricks. But the thing is, back to what you're saying about improv, it is, but it isn't. Mm. Them, me, we've heard everything a million times. I know exactly what somebody's going to say. Everyone True. thinks it's original. There's a, like my, my brain is a, is a catalogue of just replies, comebacks and, and rebuttals. But you've got to be able True. to do it in a way that it's like it's fresh every time. You can't just say it and, oh, that's your card. You've got to make it sound like you're saying it for the first time. So, okay, so nightclubs, events, private events and, and charisma and magic, magic tricks. Tell us about the women and tell us about the, the phone numbers you pick up and tell us about... Just maybe even for some of our, you know, single listeners here, why they probably should even just learn a couple of the basic tricks just to get things going if they, if they might not have the, that natural charisma. Honestly. What does it do for a single man? Look, it helps. <laughs> not going to lie, it does help. Not as much as you think. Really? Do well, you have a specific story of... Oh, I've got a few stories. Yeah. I don't know how, how appropriate they are for this show, but... Um, it, look, it helps, yep. especially as an icebreaker. It, it creates a bit of mystery. I don't know, who's, who's this magician? Yeah. How does he know what I'm thinking? How does he know it's a seven of diamonds? Yeah. But also, it works against me because they go, oh, he's a fuck boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's this, he's that. Or he must have all the girls throwing themselves at him. I'm not going to be one of the numbers. And I'm like, I'm like dry as a Sahara. Like, Just give me something. So, like, but it definitely helps. And there's definitely been times where it's, you know, secured the bag. Yes, yes. <laughs> but there's also been times where it's like, it's like every event, like somebody's like, oh, that's my daughter, that's my cousin, this, you got to go to this lady. It's like, yeah, all right. But then they don't like, I'm left undelivered for six hours. Like, tell me what's going on here. <laughs> and, uh, the key element of it is, well, one, the confidence, but two, the cologne. Because the, <laughs> the, the combination. And, the, like, and like you said, the piercing blue eyes. Yeah, yeah. it's the, it's a, conco a concoction that will just send girls wild. Of magic, quite literally, yeah. 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 It's always the guys. It's always the guys like, dude, you must just do so well. And I'm like, <laughs> I wish. Yeah, look, look, at, look at us. We're just like, oh, you must be just drowning. Yeah. If I had a dollar for every bloke that's been like, dude, like, you fuck. And I'm like, <laughs> well, 
every now and again. <laughs> he's very humble. I can yeah. tell he's being humble. What is, speaking of, what is the most common trick in the book? Like the ones that Doss and I could go home today and or the, any of the listeners, what could we go and learn today? What's the most common Look, trick? I'd say if anyone's like wanting to start, definitely start with some self-working things. So they're like mathematical card tricks. Basically, you can't screw them up. Yeah. Count this number of cards, put the card there, put it back. It all works itself out. There's like a million books with like a million tricks that are self-working. It's a really good place to start because... You know, you won't get too nervous over it. You can't really screw it up. And it's all confidence. Like the more you can do a trick and the better you can do it, the better you'll get at it and the more entertaining it will be. Um, but then from there, it's like learn sleight of hand. Like there's uh, the Royal Road to Card Magic. It's like a book series of, of card tricks. It starts from like the very beginning of like even how to hold the cards properly. Yeah, okay. It moves like the most advanced sleight of hand that there is. But like if you're interested, just go on YouTube, go on, go online, just search for some books, just... Get it, get a really good base, and and work your way up. I wish I had a bit of that when I was like, I, I'll share a quick little story. Um, did you ever watch the Wiggles movie? Did you watch? Were you a Wiggles? I was a Wiggles kid. So the, the, the Wiggles brought out a movie, and I'm sure we you, are a bit older than the yeah, Wiggles. Yeah, oh, no, only four years. Yeah, yeah. Wally the Great. He was a magician on the Wiggles movie. Do you remember him? Yeah, yeah, because we've had this conversation. <laughs> and with I, the cape and yeah, yeah. cape yeah. and the hat and. He had the curly hair, but but I, I I liked magic before that, and then I remember watching this, and I was like, wow, like the, the and Greg from the Wiggles, he was like a magician in the Wiggles, and I remember like that's just all I wanted to do. So it was my par sixtieth, and I was given like my nan knitted me a cape, and I had my wand, and and it's my granddad's sixtieth, so there's a bunch of oldies like all gathered in like the spare room, and and I've got my. Uh, I could never say the word assistant, but my, my sister was my insistent. <laughs> and um, I had this trick and it was like on one side of the room there was a box, you know, with a coin or, or didn't have a coin and I had the I had the box that had a coin. So it was almost like the coin was going to move from there to there and it was hidden in the other. Well, someone forgot to put the coin in the other <laughs> one. So in front of all these people, the magic trick just completely failed. Yeah. And from that point on, I was like, I'm never doing magic again. My dreams are shattered and that's it, you know. Did you ever have a moment where you like – questioned like was there something that went wrong in a whether it's a show as a youngster maybe recent times i mean you're a total pro now but when have you had a real blunder once like don't get me wrong there are times like i screw up all the time you just never know about it yeah there's so many ways to fix it but oh again it was like probably like a second or third time like on a stage and it was one of those it was like a trick where like i basically explained what was going to happen i'm like this is the trick like <laughs> this is how we start this is how we finish no if buts or maybes and we get to a point and i'm just like oh, this is not going to work and we just like it got to, it just completely like fell on its ass uh-huh. and i just like turned to everyone and go guys well you win some, you lose some, moving on. <laughs> but it's like I said, like I, I don't know what it is. I don't know how I have it. I just have this sense of confidence in myself that's maybe a bit false sometimes, but it just sort of drives me through like the blunders and the tough times and, and whatnot. So I just sort of let it go. Yeah. yeah. What's the longest trick that you've had across your repertoire across the years that, like, that actually from the time you start to the time it gets revealed, the longest like in literally minutes, like... In terms of like how long the yeah, trip like goes whether it's for. five minutes, eight minutes, ten minutes, or two minutes, yeah. like is do you need to keep it fast paced and moving a yeah. lot, or can you literally take people on this journey where you they're can. on edge? Yeah, 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 no, like so when I'm doing an actual show, it gives me a lot more authority to, to take a bit more time. So, so, to, so a show is just to clarify, that's literally on stage. Yeah, when, yeah, when I'm on stage, or even okay. like so, I do a lot of like intimate close up shows. So, okay. whether it's like 40, 50 people and they're all around, and sure. you can sort of see you don't need the cameras and, and the yeah. microphones and whatnot. But 
when people come to see me, it gives me authority to take my time gotcha. because they're coming to see a show. They're coming to see Lucas. I'm allowed to, to do what I want to do. But when I'm walking into a, a corporate show or something that I'm hired for and people don't know I'm there, it's got to sort of remain short and sharp. And as much as people love it, there are certain times where you can take a bit longer, but you've also got to work your way around a room. Yeah. And you've got to get to X amount of people. So you can't take too much time. I'd say the longest trick that I have is, oh, I don't know, maybe seven minutes. Okay. Yeah. Not, nothing crazy long. But still a fair amount of time to... Yeah. yeah. But, th but that's storytelling. Like, yeah, exactly. The trick itself is, is quick, but it's the journey that's more important. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever gone into a casino and counted cards? <laughs> no. <laughs> have you ever been ever thought about it? It's <laughs> <laughs> impossible, isn't it, with all the decks they have in there? Nah. Is it? it yeah, you yeah. can't really do it. Okay. But also, like, I don't really gamble that much. Nah. It's like for me, what a waste of time. Like, it's fun every now and again. You you throw fifty bucks down on red or black, and if you win, you win. If you it's lose, it's a depressing you lose. place to be. But majority like, of the time, I, I, I've seen so many people just absolutely like just sell their souls to these windowless rooms with no clocks and it's just it's not a place that i really want to spend too much time in unless you're doing a gig at cram palladium well i do that quite often yeah. well, i was gonna ask is, is like a place like vegas like is that in in the magician land is that like number one is that the place like supposedly honestly vegas doesn't interest me too okay. much there you go like yeah. it's too much variety yeah i don't i I'm, i don't ever want to classify myself classify myself as a variety act like i want people yeah. to say we want lucas i want to see lucas the shows I like doing, but only when they're intimate. For me, like it's a, the close-up stuff is just so much more enjoyable for me to perform because I can actually sit there and talk to you and, and get to know a bit about you and understand your life. And, and, sure. and that makes the experience for you better because then I know what you want to see. Whereas when you're on stage, like the shows are great, but also they have to be catered for everyone at once and you lose that personability. So Vegas, like if it happens, it happens, but I'm more, more than content to just stay in Australia and, and conquer Australia yeah, and, um, and just have a really good life here. Do we jump onto our, our next segment? I think do we think? do. Well, I tell you what, firstly, I'm getting, are you excited? I'm to, really, really excited. We're going to be treated very shortly to a, to a little treat, a, 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 a mini show from Lucas. And I'm, for some reason, I'm a bit nervous. I don't know why. Really? Normally yeah. I have that effect on women. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that too loud. All right, so Lucas, so firstly we're going to welcome our brand new segment for 2023, 2024 I should say. Yeah, 2024. Yeah, gosh. So we're welcoming Golf Box to the Doss and D Show. So firstly, we really want to thank them for their support and, and them jumping on board. We're going to read a little spiel shortly, but we're going to play a game with you, Lucas, which is called Watching the Golf Box. Let's so our wonderful, are you a golfer firstly? I am a golfer. Okay. I play five days a week. So whenever I'm not oh, working, really? I'm golfing. What are you off? Do you uh, I'm off 13. So I've been playing wow. NBR. Yeah. So wow. I'm, I'm off to Queenstown 3rd of January for a golf trip with one of my good mates. So we're playing a couple of courses there. So very excited for that. Fantastic. Now, do you want to just quickly explain the rules to Lucas and then I'll get up the spiel. We've got well, firstly, geez, what a, what a person to do this segment with for the first time. It's the first time I've ever done this segment with Golf Box proudly supporting us. And Lucas loves a hit of golf. So this works out beautifully. But essentially what we've done is we thought... What can we make a, something a little bit more exciting? So rather than just a, a generic question that we might ask you and it's brought to you by Golf Box, they said to us, guys, make it fun. Let's make it exciting and see where it goes. So we thought with the name Golf Box, we've got the box in front of us and we've, we've put about, about 10, mm -hmm. 10 different questions or, or challenges or, or just it could be an example of a challenge. I think I know one of them in there. Do we not say it? No, say we'll, it. we'll leave the element of surprise. I'll oh, we'll leave the element of surprise. But essentially we just want you to pick it out and 
and maybe do whatever is on, on that bit of paper. So before right. we do, we'll say what's in the golf box is brought to you by our good friends at Golf Box, Australia's greatest golf superstore. If you need it, they have it, and it gets to you fast and free. So everybody shop online right now at golfbox.com.au. Well, here comes, this here comes time a for a drum roll. The I mean, first one. The first one. So uh, I'll open this up for you. So grab one uh, how are you feeling? Are you nervous? I don't get nervous. Right. No, he doesn't mm, get okay. nervous. Go for it, mate. So just one of them? Just yeah, one just of them. grab. Could be a question or a challenge. I got it. All right. Well, Am I reading it out loud? Read yeah, it out read loud. it out loud. What's the worst excuse you've used to get out of something? Oh, that's a good yeah. one. He's... This happened last night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> so I was at an event and oh, I shouldn't say it. I'll say it anyway. <laughs> I was at an him. event and like we're back to the previous thing. Everyone's always trying to play Cupid at these events with me for whatever reason. Okay. And they... Somebody goes, oh, that's my cousin over there. Like, can you go put your, magically put your number in her phone? And I looked over and I'm just like, not my type. Yeah. Lovely. Like, she's actually beautiful. Just not my type. Okay. And I'm like. Fair enough. Yeah. And I just, look, I'm not a heartbreak. I'm a, I'm a nice guy sometimes. So I'm just like, oh yeah, look how old is she? She looked young. I'm thinking I'm mad. I'll just get, get with, with that one. She's like, oh, she's 24. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> she goes, how old are you? I'm 24. And I'm like, too young. She's like, what do you mean too young? I dated older. <laughs> she's like, what do you mean? I go, yeah, I just dated older. Like, she's more my type. And then she's like, why, why is that? I go, I don't know. I just feel like I'm at a different stage in my life than most 24-year-olds. She goes, well, that's sort of like generic. You can't really say that. So she's, I re- she's really poking, isn't really, she? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I get it. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, we we get it too, yeah. yeah. And then um, I really hope they don't listen to this. Um, <laughs> Because like I felt really bad after, but my mate, he's told me this line he uses on Hinge every now and again, like when he just wants to get out of something. And I'm like, look, I'm going to be honest. Oh, no. I just got out of a relationship and I'm just not in the right headspace right now. But yeah, she's like, oh, that's fair enough. Like, I appreciate it. I go, thank you so much. I walk down. I'm like, fuck, I'm an asshole. <laughs> well, I love that. Yeah, that's too. a great excuse. Yeah. Uh, but so- you know what? Work the charm. Yeah, so well, there you thank go. you, Nicholas. Nicholas, you're a star. You've got him out of a sticky one there. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, but until they watch this podcast, and then um, <laughs> then you're in a bit of strife. Bit of strife. But, but it's know. you know what? It's not for nothing because our good friends at Golf Box they're going to hook you up. So we want to present this to you, Lucas. It's a two hundred and fifty dollar gift voucher wow. to so Golf Box. To the uh, yeah. amazing. There you go. So our good friends at Golf Box, that's for you. Your two hundred fifty dollar gift voucher you can use. Um, so that should hopefully bring that handicap down to a nice, nice little twelve. I might have to use little. that. Might have to use that in balls for uh, New Zealand. <laughs> balls, clubs, clothes, Mate, accessories. They've got, a, they've got it all on there. Bit of, bit of Jay Lindenberg, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. Get so, on there, have a look. Unbelievable. Um, but uh, we just want to thank you, mate. For thank you very much. For jumping on for a chat, having a bit of fun. I tell you what, I think you got out of a couple of bad ones because that that. I mean, there were some shockers in there, and I think you got the easiest one. But mind you, Answered you gave it well. They don't call me the magician for nothing. No, <laughs> no, they, they don't. That's for sure. So what we're going to do now is for those listening, head over to YouTube because if you want to see Lucas in action, now this is going to be up close and personal, and we're probably going to be made to look a little bit stupid. But not at all, not at all. Uh, if you want to head over to YouTube right now, you're going to see Lucas in action. So head over there now, and that'll. Uh, what, what, are, what are we feeling? A couple of card tricks. Oh, let me do my. Okay, thing. don't right. stress. But right. for the listeners, how do we get in contact with you? How do we follow you? Yeah, Instagram at Lucas Kogaki Magic website lucaskogakimagician.com basically they're the two, two streams whatever you want to go from there we can do it love it love it well thanks for joining us on the Dawson D Show and we'll head over to YouTube now let's do it D wasn't that episode just awesome oh man
mate. I got so much out of it. I'm sure you did too. And of course, thank you to everyone who listened. Guys, if you haven't already, go and subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For sure. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple. It goes such a long way to helping the show. And of course, you have your chance to get a shout-out. Don't forget to go and follow us over on Instagram as well. What's the Instagram, Dave? It's at D underscore. D-O-S-A-N-D-D underscore. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in the next episode.